We are trailblazers. We are scientists. We are diplomats. We are warriors. We are protectors. We are healers. We are pioneers. We are explorers. We are family. And we are the crew of the USS Arabella, boldly going where no one has gone before. Hello and welcome to The Ready Room, the Treks and Sci-Fi Microcast. I'm Kenny, and I play Nathan Quinn, the captain of the USS Arabella. And this is Jen. I play the Vulcan First Officer Commander Savril. All right, I think for today's show, we're not going to actually do any kind of segments. This is going to be more of a special, since the RPG is on uh, hiatus at the moment. We thought we would just go over and discuss a few things, uh, whatever is really on our minds about the RPG, or where we see it going, or whatever we feel like talking about. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. So, uh, first off, let's start with uh, how Season 7 ended. Okay. So um, I think we're going to read the final post, which was All done right. by Jen and Jess X. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to start first? Sure. Eric sat at the controls of the Aurora and watched the last of his team enter the runabout below him. Everything was proceeding smoothly until the ship's sensors abruptly flared into full operations. Sir, Dunn said from a secondary console, I don't know how to explain it, but we suddenly have sensors and transporters online. Eric nodded. I'm getting an incoming transmission from Arya. They've found another scientist. Open communications with the Arabella and relay the sudden change in the mission. See if they can help with the final extractions. I'm on it, sir, Dunn said and hailed the Arabella. Ensign Dunn to Arabella, we have sensors and transporters operational. Request emergency transport of all non-native equipment and personnel from the surface. Aurora, this is Arabella. We have confirmed your data and relayed the request to Captain Quinn. Eric smiled at the break that they were finally being given as he then shared the information with Arya, who was still on the surface. Ensign James opened her eyes and turned to her mother. It seems that the Arabella has temporarily solved our transport issue. They do not know how long the window will hold, so they are targeting anyone and anything not native to this planet. Savril nodded. Tell them to search for Denobli and Biosigns. They should be focused 6.437 kilometers north of our current position. From his station aboard the Arabella, Lieutenant Zerem verified that the technology he adjusted to enhance their transporter capabilities was ready. Captain Quinn tugged at his tunic and ordered the ensign at Ops to open a hailing frequency. Aurora, pattern probes are in place and standing by. Ready when you are, he said. Ensign Dunn relayed the message from the captain to his team leader. Arabella is waiting on a reply, sir. Commander James, begin transport. Also be advised that there's a Denoblian north of the Alpha team that needs to be retrieved. Understood, Aurora, said Captain Quinn. You heard the man, Mr. Zerim. Aye, sir. I'm sweeping the area now. The Andorian's antenna flattened as his expression transitioned to reflect the stubborn determination. After a moment, they pivoted forward. He lifted his face from his console and glanced toward Captain Quinn. I've located one Denoblian female. Sensors indicate that she's scaling a wall. I'm picking up five pursuers. I believe she's attempting to escape the compound, sir. 
Have Mr. Frett beam all foreign technology aboard, including our Denoblian friends, replied Quinn as he slowly stood from his chair. The comm squawked again. Arabella, this is Shadowfax. We're coming home, said Chief Grant as the runabout lifted off. As the ship rotated, she could see the magician still sleeping against the tree they left him under. Arya had left him with four months' worth of substitute memories. He would not recall Bell or his experience aboard the Shadowfax, and could resume his life as though he had never encountered any of them. Aboard Arabella, Transporter Room 1 was soon filled with an array of scientific equipment that was previously scattered all over the planet. In the middle of it all was one very confused terroristic female, her body still in a climbing position, stumbled into the piles of gadgetry as her form solidified on the pad. Chief Frep's smile spread. Welcome aboard, ma'am. It seemed their mission was accomplished. All they had to do now was give their report to Starfleet and stand back to let damage control swoop in and tidy up. Savril leaned back in her seat aboard the Shadowfax and glanced to Bell, who was sleeping soundly in an auxiliary seat. Bell's future was unknown, but what the commander was certain of was that the scientist's career was over. A shimmer of light on the Arabella's bridge caught Ensign Thorne's peripheral vision, causing him to turn his gaze from his ops console. A veil of shock passed over his face as his eyes focused on the now empty command chair. Thorne stood as Lieutenant Zurm stepped down from his station. Computer, locate Captain Quinn, shouted the Andorian. Captain Quinn is no longer aboard the Arabella, came the cool and passive tone of the ship's computer. To be continued. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> so, um... That is the ending of season seven. For overall, I think it was a fun season. Um, there was it was a, some lulls in it. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to participate as much as I would like to, just because of personal and work reasons. But I think uh, everyone did a great job. This is I think this is like the season of joint posts. Yeah. So I think we had the mo- the the most joint posts ever in this season alone. Um, which was great because I think it just enrich enriched this story if you actually participate with somebody. Um, so hopefully that will continue into season eight. All right, so uh, let's move on. What else do we want to discuss? Season eight. Sure. All right. So um, I know uh, many of you haven't been privy to the emails that have been flying back and forth, but believe me, it's been a lot. I've been in. Every single one of them, and these guys are just coming up with some unbelievable uh, story storylines for season eight. Um, but uh, I'll let Jen go into more detail with them since she's been a huge participant in them. Yeah, well, there's just so many different ideas that we're trying to just narrow it down and then present it to people for tweaking. So um, it's it's been all over the map as far as what's going to happen, but we've got it narrowed down and. Um, I'm not, I'm not real sure how much we should reveal as far as individual character ideas because mm-hmm. there's going to be there's going to be some surprises that happen, and um, I just I don't want to give those surprises away because yeah I, yeah but 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 if we do like a general overview like we you know we are yeah. going to the mirror universe mm-hmm. we are going to be approached by two sets of Borgs. Yes. One, it would be three, actually. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> because in the regular universe, right oh, after that's the right. captain disappears, right. there was a distress signal that bled through the rift um, from the mirror universe from another Borg Q. 
cube because there's a battle going on in the mirror universe between factions of the Terran and aliens and factions of the Borg. And Quinn appears in the middle of all of that on a Borg cube. So when that happened, the distress signal from the mirror universe was picked up by a Borg sphere on our side of the universe. And I don't know what it was doing there, um, but maybe it had been picking up signals as um, Arya, who on the mirror side controls one of the factions of the Borg, had been looking for Quinn because she's trying to steal him from the universe to use as a uh, drone for her side because of his telepathic powers. Mm -hmm. And maybe her little probes to find him were, were picked up while we were on the surface of Taras and undergoing all that. In fact, maybe it had something to do with the voices he heard. And you remember when he went down to the surface? Yeah. And he was overwhelmed yeah, with the, by all the voices, voices. Yeah. and went back to the ship. That could have been, you know, little probes that he was picking up on from the Borgs from the Mirror Universe trying to find them using maybe Zrem's probes yeah. that are circling Taras that we were going so, to So it wasn't the people on the planet he was hearing. He was hearing the Borg cube in the Mirror Universe. Yeah, maybe and that millions was... Millions of voices. That's cool. That's a cool tie-in. I think that was Chris's idea. But yeah. um, anyway, so the Borg cube on our side would be engaging the Arabella, and so there would be lots of action going on. Everyone's going to have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be, let's find the captain. What happened to the captain? You know, yeah, and everyone yeah. has to pretend like they know scientific ideas to, you know, in order to <laughs> bring him back. This is going to be like, there's a Borg on, you know, in yeah. blah, blah, blah. So yeah. see that section and, you know, yeah. they're going to be NPCs. They're going to be dead. They're going to be captured by the Borg and changed. So, Defied. Um, yeah, they're going to be people that are going to disappear, <laughs> as my niece would say. <laughs> disappear. But um, yeah, it's a good it's a good way that if if there's any um, people who stopped writing and um, have never come back to the game and yeah, yeah. and their characters are in the MIA section of the boards and we want to clean that up. Hey, they're now Borg. They can get them back. <laughs> they can suddenly show up at an outpost um, as a Borg and have their Borg parts taken off and re-enter the game. But yeah. Not as a punishment, but just for the purpose of the, of the story. And yeah. then also, I've been in com communications with a couple of people who used to be writing in the game, but for some reason, maybe they, they killed off their characters. Uh-huh. They just stopped writing, and their character disappeared or whatever. So far, I have Nathan coming back as Mirror Brex. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, very cool. And I've cool. also emailed um, Trekkie Geek to find out if he wants to play Mirror Peters. Yeah, that would be cool. The security officer that died in season two. Yeah. So both of those characters are dead in, in the regular universe. So it would be fun to play that. And they wouldn't have to play it for very long if they were busy. I mean, yeah. Just, just a cameo appearance would yeah. be fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a lot of lot of other ideas and we're just in the process of tying them up and straightening them out and into a presentable fashion yeah. that we will... We'll then talk to our writers in a Skype meeting when Kenny comes back after, what, two weeks? Yes, I will be gone. Um, actually, I think we're just not going to do a whole ready room unless Jen gets some inspiration or something happens. She may do one on her own or with a fellow uh, RPGer. But, yeah, I'll be – I am getting married, so I will be gone for a few weeks. And um, I'll be around on the board still here and there, but – um, 
just not having tons of free time like I had tons of free time before but uh, I won't be able to take time to do these ready rooms and since we are on hiatus I really don't think there's much to talk about no you know other than updating you on on season eight because these guys are going crazy with season eight information right now but uh I think I think you guys have a great amount of information and I think you know Jen you will need to go through and just kind of create an outline of it mm-hmm. of all the you know important information because I mean there's some really good stuff and then we'll have a Skype call when I get back we'll present it to everybody and we'll be able to tweak here and there little things but by then we'll have the basis of the major stories down mm-hmm. you know and then uh We'll we'll proceed with season eight. Yeah, and I think people I'm should. I'm really excited about season eight. So. Yeah, me too. I think this will probably be the best one. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely what. And plus, we're 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 also when this is for everybody to keep in mind when you're writing for season eight, this is going to be automatically turned into a dramatization. Yes. So write it that way. Write it knowing that we're going to be t- speaking it out loud. So mm-hmm. try not to go too technical. Try not to do, you know. You know, well, I guess I don't know, but when we read these things, some of these words are very difficult to say, <laughs> and we do several takes on them, and it just just doesn't sound. It looks great when you read it, but when you actually say it out loud, it doesn't sound natural. Mm-hmm. You know, so just try to keep that in mind when you're writing this. Yeah, um, this is definitely going to be a dramatization because yeah, the other problem I have is finding actors to play. Um, yes. miscellaneous yes. characters so if they're not important to a scene don't make them talk you can yes. make them show um show up but if they're you know working on something and don't need to say anything yeah. just yeah. say you know they did xyz and then got assimilated or whatever yeah yeah definitely so. try not to have them speak or use someone that's already part you know stick with the main people Yes. Or your or, or the other NBC like Took or you know Ryla or someone that we use a lot, so we can do their voices for them. But yeah, just try to limit the amount of people that we have. Yeah. Um, which I think we'll be able to, since it's more of a confined story. Mm-hmm. You know, we should, we hopefully we'll be able to. Yeah. Not use twenty NPCs and they all have lines to say and. Mm-hmm. But uh, I might have to cut those out of out of the one that I'm doing now. I have got I've got a couple of NPCs mm-hmm. still that don't have character uh, actors to play them, mm-hmm. and the writers are no longer writing in the in the RPG, and their character didn't really do much in yeah. the story. So I'm thinking of just cutting that out. Um, if it doesn't, also, uh, yeah, if it doesn't affect the story, I don't see yeah. why. Because I you... have like as the narrator, I have 134 pages to read, <laughs> <laughs> so I have to take stuff out. It's overwhelming. Yeah, just I'm a bit. Like ten pages at a time, and I think so far I've read mm, probably about three sets of ten, so thirty pages, and I oh, have so much to go. Man, but yeah. I also before we end, I got some more lines for people, and I wanted to say thank you to Billy Bob. He did an excellent job. He's playing Mister Took, and he's also playing a generic ensign. Um. He did a great job. And for those of you who who still um, are, you know, haven't sent me your lines, um, just this is just a reminder. Um, I would hope to have everything at the end of this month, so I can just start tweaking the audio and editing it so that yeah. I could stick it into several scenes. Because I think I'm going to start before the whole thing is complete. I'm going to um, try to finish a part of the of the um, 
season and upload it at you know one at a time. Okay. So it's not. I'm not going to wait till it's all finished. I'm just going to do it in segments. But we'll so do it that, in order. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I need. It's people whose stuff is at the beginning of of the story. Yeah. So. But anyway, it's coming together really nicely, and I'm working with Rob from Orlando to score it still. And, Very cool. Um, yeah, we actually featured some of his music in our last podcast, which was really great. And and did you hear the um, Mirror Universe uh, intro he did for the Ready Room I sent to you? I did, yeah. Is that the – yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yes. It's awesome. I can't I wait loved to it. play it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I had this. I was wondering why I had this file on the outside of my computer on my desktop because I wanted mm-hmm. to remind myself to make sure I import it. Because mm-hmm. he has another. He has another darkly yeah. uh, universe piece of music that I played yeah. last last week and on the ready room. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. The intro, which is going to be great. Yeah, he started it out that sounds like Rick's intro, and yes. then all of a sudden, all the, the instruments start going out of tune, <laughs> and then it starts out into, like, a very, in a, in a mirror, darkly kind of sounding. That's great. Ominous. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Yeah, are we going to be redoing all the VO? Yes, I think we should do it in Borg voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, well, then that means I'm going to need VO from everyone again, whoever participated in our first one. Oh, you mean the... the um, no, I'm talking about the very beginning. The, maybe not, because we didn't have anything in a mirror darkly. Okay, know, so we started. just want to keep it the same then. Yeah, but but for the transition pieces that we do, like... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to think of something Borgy, Borgy, Borgy. to use. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good, a good season. I think so. All right. Do we have anything else we want to discuss? Um. Um. Well, I, I want people to to think about what type of characters they're gonna play in the mirror universe. Because again, we're gonna play our characters in the regular universe and our characters in the mirror universe. So please consider that. And um. Hey, maybe you don't have one over there at all. Maybe they're dead or their parents never met, you know. Mm-hmm. So be thinking about that and, and post it in Season 8's um, Out of Character Thread so we know what's going on. Because I know um, uh, Eric is also – his character is going to be Kor- Korok, I think is his name, um, Katan's brother. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a part of the Alliance, you know, and he's going to go rescue Worf or something. So he's already decided – are starting to think about who he wants on that crew, and I think um, Karath is one of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the engineer from the yeah. Arabella, Mirror Self, would be a, car- a crew member of of Catan's brother's ship. So, be thinking about that. There's going to be several factions that you could be a part of, and I think um, I think I mentioned it before, but Savril's husband's going to be the emperor because it's going to re- there's going to be resurgence of the empire too. So, just stuff to think about. It's going to be fun. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to do it for this Red Room. Again, we will not be back um, for a few weeks unless something pops up, some sort of special thing, and we will bring that to you. But other than that, we will talk to you guys in a few weeks. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Sorry, one more thing. One more thing. Sorry. Okay. People are starting to post stories in their character profile sections. Yes. So go check those out. I know Katan um, – 
there's there's something in Catan's um, character profile that Eric wrote, mm-hmm. and I added something to David's character profile, David Locke. So yeah. if you haven't read those, you might want to. It's fun stuff to just read, just just for in the you know intermission between seasons. Yeah. And, and if you if you want to write something about your character, please do. We all want to read it. You yeah. Put it in your character profiles. Definitely. Yeah. This is a downtime right now. This would be a perfect time to build up those character profiles. So go for it. Yes. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. This is Kenny. And this is Jen. Alien Frequencies closed. All music played on the Ready Room microcast was written and performed by Rick Moyer and Rob from Orlando. Read more about the adventures of the USS Arabella at treksandsci-fi.com.